Previously on the Nature of My Game podcast. Perhaps we could keep a safe distance from from here and see who comes home soon. My concern is that though I, I don't know if we will face a gargoyle creature or not, we may encounter some other form of danger. I feel like we should be prepared for that this evening in case it in case that occurs. Based on what we saw last night, there is every reason to suspect there was someone in that box who is watching Celeste sing. And whoever that person is, I think they're the baddie. Who or whatever the Duke is currently, if he isn't set off already, that will be the thing that brings him, that could bring him to us before we are ready to face him. There is a tremendous evil down the street from us. There are people lying dead, covered in black swords. We saw what we saw six months ago. We've been where we've been. We've done what we've done. We've seen the darker side of this world. I can't care whether or not this individual is involved, not involved. We have a place. We have a face. We have a time. That's all I've ever needed to make sure these scenarios, these situations end once and for all. I'm okay. Dear heart, I know you're not. I have an idea why, but I, I know very little, and I would like to help. If I can't help in a big way, help in a way that makes you slightly less scared. Just for now. Paris, October 10th, 1895. Angelantier woke up to the smell of rotten fish and floral perfume. Despite the cool night air on the streets of Paris where Anja slept, the smell was overwhelming. Anja looked around for the source and almost screamed at the sight of the man next to her. A tall, lanky figure in a ragged coat and rancid vest stood next to her, peering down at her, saying nothing. As her eyes flicked open, he reached out to stroke her cheek with long, gnarled claws. Anja recoiled in horror, but knew she had no chance of escape. You've been dreaming of me, my dear the man said in a horrible voice, and as much as she wished she hadn't, Anja knew it was true. She didn't know why she continued to dream about this horrible creature, but if she was honest with herself, it was better than dreaming over and over again about the death of her brother, the murder of her brother, by that man, Montgomery Hogg. You have summoned me, my dear, and only those with particular intent can summon me, those who need a particular job done that only Monsieur Anguiros can do. Those who have their aims obstructed by people who live but should not. Will you tell me of the people who you wish Monsieur Anguiros to make disappear? Anja thought long and hard about whether she should answer this man, creature, whatever he was. She felt deep in her bones that if she decided to give up now, he would disappear and she'd never have to deal with him again. But no, she would do it for her brother. She would do it for Noah. Will you tell me their names, my dear? Anja looked back at the man and she made up her mind. Yes, I'll tell you.
So we started the last episode, and I think it was made clear that it, it's very clear that this is uh, at least loosely based on Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. And um, I may be the... I, I'm probably the fourth biggest Phantom of the Opera fan on on the podcast of four. I truly but, hate it from the bottom of my soul to my feet. So you might actually... I know I, I know it. a lot about it. But you know a lot about it. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's more about, about level knowledge, of knowledge yeah, and expertise. Yeah. But my question really is about... You know, I, I think this I think this happens in lots of different role-playing games where... And probably video games, too, where, like... There's a source material that something is based on, and you're kind of trying to balance, like, surprise versus, you know, enjoying the callbacks. How is that landing on the three of you at this point? Like, do you enjoy it? Would you rather have something that is so totally original that you have no idea what's coming? Like, like how is it how's it landing on you so far? I don't know. I feel like there's, there's, I don't have, I mean, it's fun to kind of go back and do, like, and think about it now. Like, it's been a very long time since I've seen it or heard it or... You know, so, like, I, I don't necessarily know the beats. And also, at the end of the day, I mean, like, what? There's, like, six kinds of stories there can be? It, it's not like there's within the, um like, context of, okay, this is a, a, a situation where we've got this undue influence and this young... And it's, like, it's cool that it's in an opera and it's cool that there's that kind of direct parallel to Phantom. But at the end of the day, there, there's very little structurally that can be done inside of a story that <laughs> doesn't relate to anything. So yeah, I do yeah. think that it's 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 cool because we have some knowledge of it, but it's not like ruining the experience for me at all. And this is similar, I think, Tommy, to like season three and you know any future seasons of of our our Dracula dossier campaign. It's like you know some things about Dracula, you don't know which of them are relevant in this <laughs> in this right, particular right. instance. What's right? actual? What's actually going to come up and what won't? And for me, that's I, uh, that's what I'm enjoying here. I. Um, I know enough of Phantom to like ha- be able to le- kind of appreciate some of the some of the connections and some of the parallels that are happening. Um, but I am I'm very interested in where the where it diverges, right? I, I I'm very interested if. in that stuff. Like I like I like the connections, and that's it serves as a little bit of a guidepost in certain mm-hmm. at certain moments. But overall, I'm I'm much more interested in where those two paths just kind of diverge from one another so uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it for that reason now with not to cut uh, Emily's time off but with regards to season <laughs> three I too I uh, was listening to it I listened to the first couple episodes and I, I I couldn't I knew that it was reminding me of a certain text that there was like a text that was informing it and I was sitting there and I was really trying to remember and I was listing off a bunch of gothic horror novels I know well I know Frankenstein for certain I know Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde Alan Quartermain, I'm just listing members of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And then, then, like a lightning bolt, there it was. Dracula, goddammit! I mean, it was, it was a good. lengthy setup for that, that punchline. <laughs> He's been waiting for that one. I love that. Literally, when I heard that in the trailer for season three, I was I was literally hooked. I was like, I want to know why this character <laughs> is like not just upset that Dra- like mad that Dracula is involved. Like I was like, this is, li- and I'm not even being facetious. Like I was like, this is. This is interesting more than just hearing a guy be like, a vampire. No, I want to like, <laughs> who's this British guy? Why is he so worked up over Dracula? Yeah. <laughs> that's compelling. I mean, that's the thing, right? 
there's a there's a thing that I remember seeing somewhere on the corners of the internet years ago that like with Dracula in particular, right? No person alive right now would ever go to the castle of someone named Count Dracula because we mm, know true. Yeah. we know <laughs> yeah. what that yeah. means and we know why that is what it is. But like if you didn't know, ah, it's cool. Everybody likes hanging out with like rich people, right? Cool. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's that's the that's the fun thing is that like there is that that thing of what we know what we don't know. I had a moment of panic like two days ago that I almost texted everyone about because I was like, oh no, Francis would absolutely have read the Phantom of the Opera, and so I had to Google it really fast, and I found out that it wasn't published until 1908. So whew. nice. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. That's definitely why they did it like that. Right? Yes, that, for yeah. sure. That it's I, like, I know this, it they was were based smarter than me. These true events. <laughs> yes. These these are the, these exactly. are the true events that 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 that, that Phantom of the Opera is based on. It, it, Francis Anderson, <laughs> Monty Hogg, and Donald Braith are really the true inspiration for Phantom Absolutely. of the Opera. Absolutely, we're the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern yeah. of the uh, <laughs> Phantom Who? story. That's Victor Hugo. No, Phantom. Uh, no, Gaston Leroux. Guest Leroux. Yeah, <laughs> Gaston from Beauty and the Beast wrote it. Yes, yes he's, absolutely. He's, it's funny yes. because there's not a lot of pictures in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> what. That's why he taught himself. We're all very proud. Just to get back at us all. My brother insisted, not my my not my brother Tyler. My brother Christian insisted once to us that Gaston was a redeemable and silly villain. Like he was like Disney used to make silly villains like Gaston. And my other brother and I were like, the movie ends with him literally trying to kill the hero and falling to his plummeting to his death. There's no redeem. He's not a silly villain at all. But maybe that's what'll happen with. Uh, maybe we're dealing with a silly villain here in in this. I maybe mean, the guy in the mask gonna turn out to be just kind of misunderstood in the end. Yeah, I'm just sure needs that's a friend. Possibility. <laughs> yeah. Just needs a, a thorn taken out of his foot or something. <laughs> Classic story. Exactly. <laughs> So, so as we left off, the our our American artists in Paris had, you know, I think kind of a a, a crisis of, I don't know what crisis of faith is probably not right, but like crisis of Purpose. where do we go from yeah. here? Of kind what of the moment. hell are we doing? Yeah, like what? Like <laughs> are we? Like are we actually going to? Are we actually going to go through with this? Like what? Mm. What are we trying to achieve? And I think came to the conclusion that the the man in the mask must go. Uh, however, however, <laughs> however, Things that is first. possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. But finally, I think came to the conclusion that Francis would go approach Celeste herself just to see whether she could gain any more knowledge that might help in taking down this masked man who may or may not be the Duke de Rudier. And Francis went in and Celeste uh, was clearly terrified, though it seemed like uh, not particularly terrified of Francis per se. And Celeste ended up sharing that she said that the the man that's behind all of this is not who you think it is, but don't ask her to name him. He should be avoided at all costs. You should give up your investigation and stay away and that she won't put you in any more danger than you're already in. And so that's where we're going to pick things back up with Francis Anderson and Celeste Vicaire sitting on the ground of this apartment Celeste has just been in tears and has just told Francis that uh, she should give up her investigation and stay away. As they sit there, and I'm sure Celeste is getting very snotty, um, although I bet she's also one of those sopranos that can cry beautifully and like her face doesn't <laughs> swell or get red or blotchy or anything. It's annoying. Francis will dig around her satchel. I'm sure she has a handkerchief. 
Um, sure. And she will, she will pass one over. Miss Vicar, you don't... You say that this man is not who we think it is. Can I assume that you mean... We th- you, you believe that we think it's the Duke who owns this apartment, and it is not him? Yes, I, I'm supposed to tell people that it's him, but it's not. Just out of idle curiosity, have you ever met the Duke? No, but I, I, I hear... I hear that it's for the best that I haven't, though I'm sure that his, whatever he's involved in, pales in comparison to the person that I am dealing with. Hmm. And you don't, you you cannot tell me who that person is, really. I don't know what I could tell you that would mean anything to you. He just is who he is. Strange question. Does he have a name? Well, he... I just call him the ghost. Oh. Francis, for a moment, is something in, in the back of her brain says, oh, maybe it's just a ghost. Maybe this whole thing is just a lovely ghost story. And she she is going to <laughs> bat that thought away. <laughs> it's not that simple, damn it. It can't be. How did you come to meet a ghost? It's always been my dream to sing in the opera in Paris, to be a star and... Well, I met him one day. The mask was strange, but there are many eccentric men that mm. spend time around the opera. I, I didn't think too much of it, and he said he would make me a star if I just mm. followed his lead. He got me the role in L.A., and he convinced the managers at the Palais to put me as the lead of Casilda. How could I turn something like that down? It was an opportunity of a lifetime, and he started to... He said that he would to teach me, to tutor me, to help me to sing better, but I, I didn't know what any of that... I didn't know what he really meant. He doesn't just teach me. He, he whispers the power to sing into my lungs. I don't know how else to describe it. He sings through me. Huh. <laughs> I feel like there's there this there's like multiple <laughs> examples of Francis <laughs> over two seasons hearing something just utterly mm. just utterly yeah. baffling and she's just like hmm <laughs> interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. great <laughs> what that we all could learn in such ways cool 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 um cool. mm-hmm mm-hmm you he sings through you when you're on the stage? It feels as though he's giving me the power to sing. I I, I haven't been able to fully embody it yet, but I, I do believe that I'm getting better. But it, it doesn't feel like he's training me so much as he is giving the power to me. Uh, so that you're, you're a conduit for, for the power that is in him? I suppose. I, it must be what it is. I... I don't know. I, it's all, it's all very unclear to me. Well, I confess it's a bit unclear to me as well. But I believe you. I, I, I know that you're not, you're not saying things that you that aren't real, that aren't true. It's, you're right. It's unexpected. Yeah, it, it feels like at this point she, she's almost like past the crying stage. It's like it actually yeah. kind of is empowering to her to be telling you what she's telling you. Mm, that was my hope. Where is he when you sing on stage? Is he in the box? Yes, I believe when I sing on stage, he comes to watch. But when he teaches me, he 
he takes me somewhere, somewhere else. Oh. It, it, I, it's hard even for me to remember sometimes where it is. Uh, in my head, I just see a white sky and black stars, much like the scenery on stage for Casilda. Francis nods. Hmm. When when he takes you there, do you think that you're leaving the opera house physically? Like, does he take you through a door somewhere? Or does it feel like some sort of strange spiritual experience? Maybe both. We go... It's somewhere in the opera house. Below the stage. But again, I, when I go, I, it... He must do something to me because my memory is fuzzy. I I don't I don't have clear memories of how we get there or what we do when we're there. I just know that when I returned, my singing has usually improved. Do you have any sense of where in the opera house this this journey begins? Below the stage, I believe. Somewhere below. Do you happen to know? I've heard a story from from the composer, um, from the librettist, that they believe it was this same person, I think, who who has been teaching you, that he was creating this opera based on a play that he had seen. Do you know where this came from? No, he hasn't told me anything about that. I've only just... I haven't even read the text many times that's probably for the best i'm still just trying to improve my abilities out of idle curiosity was it you singing that i heard last night at the opera or was that him no he doesn't it's it's not like that it's 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 me singing i just it feels as though he's empowering my voice in some way Hmm. some sort of fantastical microphone um miss miss vicare it seems as though this whole experience is frightening to you, to others. I'm absolutely terrified to be the bearer of bad news. Have you heard about your friend Albert? And she looks up at you and with like a, a again, a, like a look of fear on her face. And she says, no, what, what has happened to Albert? Oh, damn. He's dead. <gasps> no. How? I'm so sorry. Some someone poisoned him and as far as i know he he decided to come try to help you and if he must have gotten stopped on the way there i'm so sorry and at that point you know it looks like she's like on the verge of breaking down in tears again but she kind of steals herself and it looks like a, a a level of kind of confidence and like she knows what she has to do comes over her Mmm. Intriguing. And she says, Albert, I... I loved him. And I can't let anyone else get hurt. I'm supposed to go with him again tomorrow. If you go to the opera house, wait for him and for me. You'll be able to find where we go. Mm. I'll use myself as the bait if you can help me end this once and for all. Svikara, I think that's the bravest thing I've heard all day. And I am I am desperate to stop this from happening to anyone else. And I I don't want anything to happen to you. A good friend of mine has been 
urging people to leave. And I look at you, and you seem very determined to do this. And I cannot deny that I believe it would be very helpful. But would you leave, if I asked? Would you leave? Would you go far away and never come back here again? Please. I don't think that I can. I think that he would find me wherever I went. I don't think that I can. Well, you're not alone. You're not. I have friends, and we are going to do everything in our power to make it so that you can leave, and that he will not find you again. And if you want to keep singing, you can keep singing. I... nobody gets into the opera unless they're talented. I think you are talented, and I very much want for you to have the life that you want to have. But please understand, if... You're not there tomorrow because you've gone to someplace safe. We will still try to stop this. And we will not begrudge you the chance to try to save yourself. We will be so grateful if you're safe. But she just nods and says, thank you. I, I believe you. You know, just assuming we all make it out of here. I'm a portrait painter. I'd be delighted to paint your portrait. I mean, I'm told that, you know, it's a very helpful thing to have for a young artist. And as young artists together, especially young female artists, we're going to stick together. She smiles for the first, for the first time and, and says, that would be nice. I would like that. I'm going to knock against her shoulder a little bit since we're both on the ground. Where, where should we go tomorrow and when? If you, again, my memories of any time that I go to this place mm. they they get fuzzy but i know where i'm supposed to meet him i i meet him on stage if if you can find a way to hide yourselves in the opera house then perhaps you will see me and see him and be able to follow what time i usually arrive quite early before anyone else would be there all right thank you celeste i very much hope that with our powers combined we may be able to stop this. She nods and kind of just looks looks resigned, but but willing to willing to try, willing to try. All right, um, we'll see you tomorrow, unless we don't. But I don't think you'll see us necessarily. But regardless, if you're there, we will be there. You will not be alone. I hope that I see you, and even more, I hope that I see you the following day as well. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? All right, you, you, you rest up, and um, <laughs> yup, I'll see myself out. I think the tea's done steeping, so you have a nice yep. hot all drink right. and, all uh, right. <laughs> and go. So I assume you head back downstairs, back yep. out to Monty and Donald. <laughs> I should have come up with a signal that everything was fine. Didn't do that, so hopefully they're not worried. <laughs> the moment that um, we see, I see her come out of the door, Monty will release a breath that he didn't realize he was holding um, and put a hand again on Don's shoulder, but this time not to reassure Don, but to keep him, to keep Monty standing because he realizes that he has been just holding up tension. The, the, the relief upon seeing Francis is almost overwhelming. So yeah, she'll, she'll come to, to where you guys are. I mean, I think it went well. <laughs> as, as well as can be considered. Very relieved to see you. Um, did you did you 
learn anything? How is this young woman? Francis will explain what she has learned. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yep. Nobody needs to skip ahead. <laughs> Our opportunity is to get there early. It, er, is it like early morning or is it just... Early before people get there is is what she knew. I think, from what I can tell, it's not a an official appointment. I think she. It sounds like she just arrives and at some point. Yeah, she she would she would have given you a time. I don't know five five thirty a.m. Like like she arrives and they have gone away before the managers would arrive in the morning. At that point, Francis will look at Donald and just and and say, I I I tried. I, I tried to make her go. I believe you. I, I'm just glad that you're here. Likewise. Likewise. All of us. So we need to be there early, and we need to be prepared. Mm-hmm. To, yes. I understand that our primary... Well, I certainly hope to end up with some form of clarification to all of this, but I do also recognize the immense danger that not only we and this poor young woman are in, but also truly begin to realize the scope of this sort of Mm. madness. I don't believe any of us should hesitate if the time comes to find a permanent end to this. Out of curiosity, obviously got this gun and she'll tap the satchel. What do you two have at this point? I honestly don't know anymore. I have a gun. Money has a gun. Well, so I think, I think we had, I think we had, I think two guns were acquired six yes. months ago, right? Because there was the yeah. one that Donald got from Father Sicard, mm-hmm. and then there was the one that that Monty from acquired from Fitz. Ah, <laughs> oh, hero of the hour! <laughs> yeah, those yeah. those those firearms are probably in the in your apartment, but you know you you can certainly bring them along. Okay. I think you all have a gun if you want to have, have a, a little gun. time. Yeah, because yeah. she's got Francis has the one we took from the composer, right? So yeah, we would all be armed. It occurs to me, how many bullets are in that gun? <laughs> Not that many. <laughs> all right, but there's more than one. That I'm that I may be able to assist <laughs> yeah. with if I can true. Uh, true. reach out to my yeah. contact in time. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're fine to prepare. Yeah, I think we have time to prepare, if not go home and rest and and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It may be a sleepless night. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm most interested in kind of how do you want to. What's your plan for getting in and hiding out in the hmm. in the opera house? And I guess God, is there anything that you want to do, you know, during the night? But I, you know, I don't think we need to worry too much about like making sure you have enough bullets. Like I, th- I think you're, I think, I think you're well set up for that. Yeah. Even if you know six months ago, you wouldn't have felt much need. I think after the hmm. events of six months ago. Having, you know, having a loaded gun readily available is probably pretty high on your priority list, just in case. Could we go back to our apartments by way of the opera house, just passing by it? This is after the show has ended and everything, after all. it. I'm wondering if Don could provide any useful information about potential points of access. Mm. Sure. I mean, and I also, I'll just, I don't think Francis is going to go home. She is thinking about young boys dead and covered in lesions. She ain't going home. Like, she wants to stick with you guys wherever you guys go. I suspect we just, we're, I think we head back to our mutual apartment, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So we can uh, gather up and gather our materials that we'll need for preparation 
Francis, you join us. We will just spend the evening preparing, and if we are able to get any sleep at all, maybe we can try. An but hour, I suspect that if we're lucky, yes, uh-huh. we got to get going early. We do. What is our uh, our plan upon uh, arrival tomorrow morning? Where, 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 where are we going to go? Where are we going to to, to be? Well, where don't, are we going to hide? Don't, if we go back via the the opera house, can we? It, is there? Do you know anything about this particular opera house or the mm. general structure of these types of buildings, such that you might know where we could um, yes. get in unobserved? It's a building. I know buildings. <laughs> Don, I think you would think that you know it's it's pretty large. It there aren't any like not there aren't any like easily accessible like secret entrances, but like there are lots of entrances. And you know, in the middle of the night, trying to break into a back entrance wouldn't be that hard. It's probably as simple or as difficult as that would be. Monty, there exists. A strong possibility that we can find a side access door, a stage access door, in passing by. That, using your knowledge, we could have prepared for our arrival in the morning. Understood. Would I be able to acquire anything in the in the form of a lockpick, something uh, something along those lines that would help us get into an otherwise locked, you know, side entrance or rear entrance? Yeah, I think I would say you probably already have them. Uh, it seems like the type of thing that Monty Hogg might be fascinated by, even, you know, just that he wants to know how they work. Monty probably does spend some of his time just picking locks, like having yeah. some locks that he has <laughs> cool that he just guy, picks Monty idly. Hogg. Yeah, because you have you have mechanics, right? And uh, and uh, uh, Demi yes, Bond? I believe so. Yeah. No, actually, no, I do not have mechanics. Um, it's, a, it's a general ability. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I do have mechanics. I have six mechanics. So yes. Damn. Yeah. So I think you're probably pretty good at picking locks, actually, and probably have your have a set of lock picks that you got from someone at some point because you just wanted mm-hmm. to know how they work. But you're probably pretty good at it. <laughs> Love it. A friend of a friend of fit. <laughs> Rich. <laughs> Rich. Yeah. I just I'm, I'm trying to think like if, as we suspect, we are going to go to this opera house and see so, this this masked figure take a soprano underneath the opera house into God knows what. <laughs> How, what the hell do you put in a satchel that'll help you navigate the God knows what part? Just a gun. Really don't need anything beyond the gun. <laughs> Don, if you don't mind me asking, what is traditionally beneath like the opera, mm. an opera house or like on the lower section of the stage or anything like that? Like what is under the stage of an opera house? I do not know. So, Don, I think you would... What you would know is that there are probably, on the main stage, there are any number of trapdoors because they're Mm -hmm. used for a variety of purposes. Below that would be storage plus, you know, various pieces of theater equipment, many of them being literal deus ex machina down below Mm -hmm. the stage. (laughs) Yeah. Heck yeah. And then, you know, there's probably not anything below that you don't think th- you don't think there would be anything below that um if there was yeah. any access below that it would probably lead down to the sewers yeah the the wasn't paris all undercroft and and crypt mm. way down there too sounds right to me so. might as well yeah, be so yeah so i think that <laughs> for our purposes yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure pretty sure that yes 
Oh, Francis totally took a crypt tour, like her first week. It was so exciting. <laughs> like a Salem <laughs> ghost tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It was just some college student who didn't really believe any of it was half-heartedly telling her. And she's just like, ooh, spooky crypt, spooky crypt, yeah. spooky yep, crypt. Yep. <laughs> uh, beneath the stage storage, there's sorts of things. And beneath that, well, that's sewers and catacombs and, you know, Paris. Certainly. <sighs> Well, I I suppose uh, our best bet is, is to arrive when we arrive and see what the situation is. I mean, you both did mention the sort of vent system. So it stands to reason that that ventilation system would reach around the entire theater, including wherever this individual is going to take our, our, our damsel in distress. So I will remind you to be wary of... Your surroundings at all times when we enter this this opera house, because I, I fear this is not the sort of normal architecture that I would find in, in any other Paris opera house. I'm just, I'm so fixated on, like, building a plague mask. <laughs> like, on that principle <laughs> of, like, I don't want to go where the bad smells are, so I'm going to cover, like, my face and things that smell good. <laughs> but I shall not do such a thing. Okay. <laughs> Be a little unwieldy if we're trying to hide out to like have that big beak. Just like. have a real mask versus mask off at the yeah. end. <gasps> no, that's how we defeat him. <laughs> With the powers of the mask. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Smoke. Smoke. All comes back. <laughs> so, do you want to how how like how much time do you think you want in the opera house the following morning before you think? she would arrive like are you, are you getting there is it is it legitimately like 2 a.m that you so you have yeah, a couple like, of hours I would give us i would say we can give ourselves an hour or so to set up unless we want to take unless we would also like to take time to investigate that box again yeah that's what i was going to mm. say i mean do we want to look in the box do we want to look in maybe the maybe we just go now like what the hell else can we do we to just prepare? go as early as possible well we need to go yeah. back to our apartments to get get sure, our guns absolutely. and things so. I but, there. Yes, I mean, we can go there and, and straight back. Unless either of you would like anything to relax yourselves, I have a couple of substances that can be useful for that sort of thing. <laughs> Are you offering us drugs? <laughs> I like to think of them more as, you know, uh, sort of cure-alls, tinctures, that sort of thing. Tinctures. You're just going to give us the cough syrup that's 90% cocaine. <laughs> The other ten percent was opium. Monty, I'll make you a, a deal. If 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 we were to both uh, emerge on the other side of this, I will gladly sit down and <laughs> consume any tincture you'd like with you. It's a deal, Don. It's a deal. So I think you three head back to Monty and Donald's apartment. You collect all of the gear that you might need. You may, maybe you all take uh, one one last shot of alcohol before heading into the breach, mm. and you you head back to the Palais Garnier. I think it makes sense. You know, I mean, breaking in is probably easier at one in the morning than it would be at four a.m. because you know mm-hmm. it's a little mm-hmm. bit potentially a little bit quieter around here, and so you. Um, you find what you think is a suitable side door with a with a not very strong lock. So, uh, Monty, gonna give me a mechanics check. Sure, I will spend four on this. Okay. 
I don't yeah. think I'll be spending a bunch on mechanics at any point in the future. Monty so. has a lot of faith of the the uh, the locksmiths of Paris that who set up the locks on yeah, these I doors. Mean, so probably be easy, but you know, I also don't want to roll a one and then fail to get Absolutely. into this place. Yeah, so. yeah. Even that if it's kind a, of yeah. stymie the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So four points it will be. I rolled a one too. So okay, it's a good, good thing. thing you did. So it. It's a five. Good. Was it a four pass or a five pass? It was a four pass, so you were able to uh, you're able to um, to pick the lock ooh, such ooh, that ooh. it is not damaged, and you ooh. the three of you are inside the Palais Garnier in the middle of the night. And we all have dark vision, right? So uh... yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you're all dwarves. I have dark vision. I have dark vision. Uh, <laughs> um, How are we gonna? It's see very it's dark. dark. It's very dark in there. Well, there's oh. gonna be a ghost light. Is that on the, the stage, thing we didn't? Right? We, yeah. Is that the thing we didn't plan to bring? <laughs> no, you, is like I'm sure you brought or torches <laughs> or something, <laughs> lanterns, like small lanterns or something. Well, even if you had lines. matches to light some of the lamps in yeah. there, that would be fine. Too. Oh, and Monty definitely I, has plenty of matches. I got a satchel. Um, I got stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, box. Box first. Yeah, I think that might be the the best way to do it. All right. We will make our way up to the box. Guns drawn. <laughs> All right, Don, you understand this better than either Francis or I do. So, um, if you would like to take a look at this event and see what you can see. All right, so you get into you get into the box, and it is the 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 smell that Francis and Monty smelled the first time they were in the box, and the same smell that you that you that was coming off of Albert's body. Hints of orchid, cinnabar, terrible decay. And Donald, I think you are thinking, I, I, I think that Emily was the one that mentioned it before, but I think corpse flower is what you're thinking when you mm-hmm. when you smell this smell. And it is mm-hmm. absolutely permeating the, the box. There's only one difference in the box than the last time Francis and Monty were in there. Sitting on one of the seats in the box is a bright red envelope better an envelope than a person, which is where I thought that might be going. (laughs) (laughs) It would appear perhaps uh, we were expected, uh, someone was expected, well... I I hope this was not intended for us, but I'm concerned that it is. Please don't report me to the postmaster. And I open up the envelope. Alright, there's a note inside. It is written in a strange crabbed hand that I think you are now very familiar with. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. The same handwriting as the the note that was supposedly from the Duke left for the Duchess, and also the the, the short note in Celeste's apartment. And it says, "Your next payment, this time seven thousand francs, has now come due. Also, you must speed delivery of the score. Tell that laggard Cuvier that if I must come to him, he will not like it." And it is signed, G. For ghost, I see. <laughs> And then Donald, you also see the grid that they the 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 metal heating grid that they had described before. It's marked with a liar design, and leads to, as you can see from behind it, a larger than usual duct system. Can we pop it off? Absolutely, you can. Oh boy! Let's pop it off. Oh boy! This whole thing is gonna pop off. Hey! <laughs> hey! hey! Let's do it. <laughs> Sorry, it was low hanging fruit, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, so are are you crawling up in there? Are the three of you crawling up into the into the duct? Take a gander, at least. Monty, mm-hmm. will you help me 
pop this off. And... Yeah, absolutely. Do you <sighs> want to go up yourself? Uh, should one of us go? Or... I'll take... I know the architecture well. I'll see if I can't get a sense of where it heads just from looking myself. And also, I'd like to make sure that it's safe. All right. We will keep an eye down here to make sure no one, we don't see any strange movements. Ghosts, gargoyles. <laughs> any other G-based horrors? <laughs> Ghouls, perhaps? Ghouls, Ghouls. Yes. Goblins. <laughs> so, Donald, you hop up in there, and it's cramped, but... Not as cramped as it should be. There, these these were obviously designed to do something outside of ventilation, mm-hmm. and you know it, it it seems like it leads in 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 a number of different directions, kind of all throughout the opera, as if this is like one of kind of many passageways that are leading around the ducts and the vents in the opera house. Now, would I be able to recognize which one is pointed towards the stage? Like which direction is? You could, like, yeah, you could definitely vaguely head in that direction. Okay. Monty Francis, I I think there's a number of possible pathways here, but I, I'm going to head towards the stage. I, I'll meet me down there. Okay. All right. This seems safe. Unless one of us stay in the box and one of, one of us go down to the stage to meet Dom. Just triangulate. Honestly, I don't know. I'm already army crawling, so yeah. I'm not right? just Yeah, I don't... Oh, this makes me tremendously nervous. If I know Donald, he's not going to turn back. I think we, we, no, we go. No, we can both go down to the stage. Let's go. All right, let's go. We will make our way out of the box. All right. So, Donald, you start crawling through the stage... Start crawling through the, the, the crawlways, trying to head vaguely toward the stage... Am I leaving the smell behind, or is it coming with me? Uh, you seem to be leaving the smell behind, and you start crawling through. It's harder to navigate than you expected it to be. There's more of them than you expect there to be, and so you know it takes you a little while to try to navigate in the direction of the of the stage of where you want to go, and you're crawling through. You take maybe a wrong turn. And up ahead, you see a large mass of some sort. It looks like a rolled up carpet or something like that. That's like sitting in the middle of the, of the, the crawlway up ahead. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to crawl towards it. All right. It, you get, as you get closer, it's like a, it looks like a backdrop, like a stage backdrop, but it definitely looks mm-hmm. like there's something rolled up in it. Can I maneuver it, or is it big, or is it... Yeah, it's pretty big, but you can you could try to unroll it if you wanted. I can't bring it out, but I could unroll it? Yeah, you you think you could kind of, like, you know, pull on the, the loose end and kind of, you know, start to try to figure out what's inside. I think you would pull and just kind of see if, if stuff starts falling out or if it's just going to roll out like it, because he's still, you know, maybe this is just a backdrop. Sure, in a, in a little, in a hidden vent. Uh-huh. In a hidden vent. It's a completely normal place for backdrops. Maybe this was like a stage, maybe this was a storage thing that they repurposed <laughs> now that this guy crawls through, who knows. <laughs> so now he just pulls out a little bit to kind of see if it just will come out. No issue, I assume it does. Yeah, so you start to pull and it doesn't take you very long, doesn't take very many pulls to see what is rolled up inside. And it is... A dead body mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of an older man, mm-hmm. 
finely dressed. There's a crest oh, no. sewn into the oh, in, no. sewn into the lining of the jacket. You don't recognize it, but I mean, seems it's like it could be the Duke. <laughs> and I think the thing I think the thing that is most striking to you is that it looks like this body based on the decay and your your nat- natural history uh, knowledge based on the 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 decay of the body it looks like it's been dead for weeks you know maybe longer but there's no smell at all of rotting Death. flesh or putrefaction or anything like that and then you notice that there's a a pinkish powder that's been sprinkled on it Maybe that's what's disguising the odor of death. You don't know. Now, do I have like any, could, do I have any kind of, if I wanted to take a little bit of the powder with me, do I have anything to hold it in or would it just be, I'm holding it on my finger? Cause I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> um, but he's a little smarter than that. I think he would, if he had a little thing to, but if he didn't, then no. You're a gentleman. You've got a handkerchief. Yeah. You probably have a handkerchief. That's a good point. Okay. So he'll take his handkerchief and just kind of get a, a, enough that that's it's not one granule. Makes Does sense. anything happen when I touch it? No. Okay. So he's got it, and he's well. Um, God rest your soul. Are you going to uh, continue along? Try to get back to the stage. Yeah. All right. So you continue to crawl, and you find a spot that seems to kind of look out of another grate, and you you kind of see a view of the opera house. It's kind of looking down on the stage out into the center of of the opera house. And you look up ahead and it seems like the crawl away, the 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 uh, the vent area that you're crawling through seems to go up. And at this point, you just kind of look out of the of the grate and you see Monty and Francis kind of walking down the center aisle. And you see, all of a sudden, the chandelier break from the ceiling and start falling directly toward Francis and Monty. And that is where we are going to end our story for now. No! No, I don't want to die! <laughs> I meant we took the long way around to the stage. The long way around. <laughs> this podcast was created using the Yellow King RPG by Pelgrane Press and is based on an adventure written by Robin D. Laws called Ghosts of the Garnier, both used under the Pelgrane Press limited community use policy, along with the music from the Yellow King Suite written by James Semple. Our intro music was composed and produced by Jean-Luc Bouchard. You can find more information about the Nature of My Game podcast at NOMG Podcast on Twitter and Instagram or at nomgpodcast.com. To support us on Patreon, please visit www.patreon.com slash nomgpodcast. <laughs>